of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Today, I am joined with the team of LC Apparel Consulting. Welcome, guys, to the Black and Fashion Podcast. I believe this is everyone's first time except for Hadassah. We have Hadassah, Roderick, Aliyah, Yadira, and Emily. They pretty much make up the entire team. Hadassah is the product development manager. Roderick is our head tailor. Aliyah is our design coordinator. Yadira is the production coordinator. And Emily is the fabric coordinator. So I must start every episode by making sure I acknowledge all our sponsors. Uh, shout out to Kira Kinks. It is a hair rejuvenation oil that helps promote healthy hair growth, decrease split ends and breakage. The aroma is divine and your scalp will shine. Make sure you guys shop KaraKings.com. Now, I always start the podcast with an icebreaker. This or that, I'm going to yell something out and you're going to tell me which thing you prefer over the other. Boom. Trench coaches and motorcycle jackets. Trench coat. Trench coat. Trench coat. I like my legs to be covered. Motorcycle. 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 I guess not that type of girl. Trench coat. Motorcycle. Uh, Berets or a brim? A brim of what? What? A brim. A brim's hat or a beret? A beret. A beret. A brim. A brim. A stiletto or a mule? A mule. Flare. Flare. Oh, it depends. It depends. Yeah. It depends on the look. It depends yeah. on the look. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to say both. Yeah. yeah. I do I can do both. Side yeah. boob or under boob? Who? Side boob. Under. Side boob. Because uh, side boob. Side boob. Side boob. Side boob. that's the only way you're going to see something. Yeah. Side boob. Yeah. yeah. But if you have boobs, it would be slick a little. Oh, no, I ain't got no titties. Not side boob. It's like... Yeah. Only big person when you're wearing that. It needs to be tight to hold me up. Side boot. 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 Side Money. Brand identity? Yes. yes. Brand identity. Because without brand identity, you can't follow through with all the other designs. You could mm-hmm. be like, oh, I want to cater to plus size women, but then all your designs are really tight and like non-stretch, where it's like how you cater into that person or that group of people if you don't have your brand identity down to the T. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say like a target audience, you must know like um, who are you going to market towards like yeah. you know we had a client that was unsure about whether she wants to do regular sizing or like petite sizing and we asked her okay who are you kidding me to and she said uh more of clients more of her size so we're like okay so your target is petite woman right mm-hmm. okay yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> any others i think money <laughs> i think money I, I feel yeah. like no matter where you start, like if you have a bunch of money or, or little money, you need money to produce a, a nice product. Okay. Yeah. okay. Or we'll go back to the brand identity because you'll be spending all that money. Gotcha. <laughs> so what do you feel like is something that most designers are not, not even, I ain't going to say designers, people who are looking to be in this industry, um, don't know how to sketch, don't know how to do anything. What do you think is their, their biggest 
I guess downfall. Do you feel like the education is not there, or education do you feel like they're not willing to learn because you you know education is everywhere? So what do you feel like is I guess the biggest mishap? Not wanting to educate yourself. Period. Mm-hmm. If you if you're not educated in anything, in it doesn't have to be way. just in like fashion. It's like in any type of artistry. If you're not trying to learn what it is, you're gonna be spending bread, like yeah. Aaliyah said, spending mm-hmm. more bread than you need to. And then on top of that, you're going to be all over the place like a chicken head. Not uh-huh. Making mistakes. Who's my target? What's my brand? Like mm-hmm. consistently changing yourself. If, you, if you're not taking your time, I need to sit down and learn. Like if somebody told me everything I know now from the get-go, I would have saved money. Mm-hmm. I would have been further where I could have been because I already know what my brand is. I know who my target consumer, all that stuff. It's like I had to develop that over time as I'm learning through mm-hmm. mentorship, through jobs, through school. Um, so definitely don't be lazy do the work yeah so let's yeah. talk about school yeah what are your thoughts should we, should we all say what we did in school and yeah yeah so let's start with you guys over here because I think it's my little FIT crew over here then I got my Pratt crew right here and then Emily you, did you go to design school no, she went I went through a job. Like, yeah, yeah I went through a liberal okay so we're gonna talk about all those so let's start with FIT what did you think about the program and do you feel that it's necessary to even pursue uh, fashion design school I'll, I'll do all my right. side okay well me and Roger yeah me and Roger both are FIT students and also were <clears throat> fashion high students so we were privileged enough to go to high school and learn academic learn at regular academics and still the privilege of learning to design and I think because we had that foundation already it kind of eased us into college Mm -hmm. so definitely college was in terms of design fashion design it was a little lackluster no I would okay so in high school I would say I learned how to sew straight I knew how to sew in middle school but my shit was all wobbly and in school in high school they taught me how to sew straight finish things cleanly so when I went to um College and FIT, the whole first year, the whole first two years-ish is like the four years in high school. So I already knew that. So in all my classes, I excelled and I would do other stuff because I would thought it was kind of, yeah. I already knew it all. And mm-hmm. I feel like it was kind of bad that I did that because I would just be like, okay, I'll get this done, whatever, last minute. I feel like through design at FIT, being that we had the previous foundation of construction, it it just helped us in terms of developing design aesthetic. Like, of course, we knew how to sew, whatever. We just look at other kids and like, we already. I thought there was gonna be a lot of competition when I first got there. I'm like, wow, I'm like, all these kids are gonna like be so good. I was like, I don't know nothing. I was like, oh okay. (laughs) I thought it was cool. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I didn't have to stress, but. Once I graduated from my associates, I was thinking of going into um, technical design because I enjoy technical design and I enjoy like construction. I'm like, this has to be this way. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, do I want to do that for other people? I do not. Yeah. I want to keep design. So I, then I applied for uh, my bachelor's in design as well. So that helped further your aesthetic because the professors try to help you more with your own thing. That's yeah. like, but I still think that FIT is lacking in design and imagination. They are really good with um, construction, flats, production, all that stuff that's like behind the scenes. But when it comes to design, I don't think they have the imagination and creativity to push the students. There's some professors that are really good and they do do that. But for the majority of the part, it's fashion. Uh, FIT is, is producing powder makers, um, seamstresses, and stuff like that. Not really creatives, I would say. Gotcha. So I feel like, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I feel like long story short, I mean, he went straight into FIT. I had like that. I had the privilege of going to different schools. And for me, in terms of education for fashion, when you go to FIT, you're getting the networking sources. That's one. So if you want networking sources, you want to know the people who to find out, then yeah, go to school for sure. 
Um, two, I feel like, again, you just learn design aesthetic because it's very important. You don't really have to be a, know how to sew or whatever, but you have to know how to manage, which delegate what's important to you in, in terms of being an entrepreneur. I feel like when you get a little taste of everything, like design, I did production management to understanding supply chain and understanding technical design and stuff, that's when you kind of develop that whole entrepreneurship because you can learn design and know no idea about merchandising and business. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was the, that's like, the good part of going to school is just kind of trying to dabble in everything a little bit. And that's pretty much it. Two more things. You could also do um, fashion business there, but then take sewing classes in the evening or at night to help you so you can understand the business part of it and also like the actual design part. And a lot of things that our teachers would tell us too is a lot of Parsons students will come at night to take those sewing classes. <laughs> oh, really? a lot of creativity there, but then their school does have like fundamental um, classes, but it's not like to the extent of how we do it at FIT. So I feel like every school has a strong school net where they're lacking. Like Parsons is great for imagination. A lot of people get hired there for creative directors and things like that are coming out. But when it comes to construction, I feel like they're... You know, they're lacking. They, so the opposite of FIT, but with construction, but lacking the creativity. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's talk about Pratt. Yeah, I, I think, you know, what they were saying is like, it's very true, like with Pratt... I think um, we focus a lot on design and process, so we yeah. picked our brains a lot. Um, we were we were pushed to be very creative, um, and I feel like it was more entrepreneurial when it came to like construction. We did learn the basics, of course, and um, Yadira had um, you went to fashion high, right? Yes, I already so. knew how to like sew before I came, and that was like the reason I went to Pratt because. I didn't think I was going to stay in fashion because Pratt has so many other fields in art that mm -hmm. I really wanted to, like, explore. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, the good thing about Pratt. Like, if you was, like, interested in other things besides fashion, you can, like, go and, like... It was very creative it. and artistic. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, different things you could do. I, for me, I've been sewing since I was eight, so I took a lot of, like, outside schools. Like, I did an online school where I did, like, drawing and fashion and stuff. My mom was, like... She kind of groomed me growing up to, to do things. So I was always like buying commercial patterns and making a lot of things and doing a lot of projects for people. So I did go in there like with pretty good sewing skills as well. Um, so I think more so we did lack a little bit on the, um, as far as our professors, they didn't really like sit down with us and do as much construct, give us as much construction help as we needed to. I, um, I think it depends on the teacher too. It does depend on like, the professor. Yeah. Some of them. I was like, yeah, I'm going to this teacher because I know yeah. she knows tailoring. Like, yeah. Back, like there was some teacher that. So wait, is Pratt is Price a BFA or a BA? BFA. Yeah. BFA. Yeah. BFA. And FIT is a BFA or a BA. Both. Both. So they so both. have do different two tracks. years and you have to do it again. You have to reapply for the next two years. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the school kind of weeds out. If you're not good, they're like, yeah, no, yeah. we're not accepting this. But I think overall, like what you were saying about education, I feel like all of us in here, we've learned from different parts. Yeah. Like she, she learned stuff in high school. I learned through taking classes and like really pushing myself my whole life mm -hmm. to learn these things. And then outside of that, when I got out of school, I worked in the industry where I learned even more. Gotcha. So it's just like if you do want to get into the industry, even if you don't go to school, you need to be able be willing to invest in yourself mm -hmm. and do the work so that mm -hmm. you can learn yeah. what you need to learn to make things come to life yes. seamlessly. One yeah. thing I learned about Pratt is that they always tell us no one's gonna hold your hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times there was stuff that I wanted to like learn or like do, and the teacher would be like, 
oh, you know, there's a library, go get the book. They Yeah. And so like there was like they always like push you to like be very independent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whenever we like we became problem solvers in a way. Like if, yeah. there, if we ever wanted to do something, we had to go figure it Not out. So. Yeah. And kind of talk about like your school background. Like what did you go to school for? Uh, well, I actually went to a SUNY school mm-hmm. um, upstate New York. I actually came in there and to pursue like a to pursue a you know a science degree. I was mm-hmm. more interested in becoming a doctor, but then I switched to psychology because that's where like I was really strong in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really like very smart and intelligent in that field. But then I, after I graduated, I realized like. You know, doing that for other people, I can't. I can't do that. I don't have the mental capacity to, <laughs> like, to figure out your problems. I go, I have my own problems. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, after that, I realized like I really do want to work in like the fashion and merchandise field, and so I literally did what I what a person would do. Uh, I just took up any jobs in the fashion industry. So I worked retail. I worked in a consignment um, company. I worked in uh, a production company. Actually, uh, I was like, um, I was a design assistant, so I would like be in contact with like international vendors and where they they're, um, sorry, they would construct our garments. Um, I was literally doing everything Aaliyah and what my current job does mm-hmm. in that company, and then now I'm here. But I have learned a lot within my jobs, like within the fashion industry. Um, of course, I learned how to do lab dips. I, I learned how um, a bit about fabrication. So my last job, um, I knew about trends, and then now here, I'm learning more about like what everybody does, like in behind the scenes, like construction, um, um, sewing, pattern making. I'm learning that here, and I feel as if if you don't really have the time to go to school, just have time for yourself to learn by yourself or have a mentor. Cause that's why I did. Like, if I didn't, I didn't feel like I wanted to go back to school. Cause I don't want to waste four years, two years, and spend more money. So I was just like, okay, I'm gonna just take any job or like have a mentor or somebody teach me these things. And that's what I did, and that's why I'm here. Did you feel like that there, like, when well, this is a question for all of you guys, mm-hmm. that there the opportunity is there? Do you feel like there's a lot of competition? Like, did you guys struggle trying to get jobs in the fashion industry? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. being black. Yeah. Just, yeah, being, <laughs> yeah. A, being a black individual and trying to get in, um, that's one. So it's like you go to a lot of these uh, career fairs at school um, where a lot of these spaces are already filled by non-colored people. You know, white people, Caucasian. Um, <laughs> I'm say straight up, like yeah, like you you get opportunities given to you based off your resume or your experience and your your portfolio set, and then you go to these spaces and um, they see you in person. That's when they're like, mm, ah. definitely about connections. Yeah. Definitely. And talent. I mean, you need to have the talent. Know. I don't think no, it's, it's talent. not about talent. I believe talent. a lot of times we, like, sometimes I remember when I first started, I'm like, oh, I thought I knew this, and I didn't know. I learned a lot of stuff on the job. So now yeah. when I do go to some places, I'm like, I carry myself like I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. So but most, I mean... Like, sometimes people are like, oh, it's... I don't think it's talent. But that's not I don't think it's talent. As an assistant, when you're going entry level... They have to expect that there's things that you don't know, there, that, that you need to learn. And I and for in my experience, like... I was able to get the job, but being there was a terrible experience every time because of my skin color, to be honest. You was the only black girl? Yeah, I was always the only black girl. 
um, all the other girls, like they had, they didn't have like the background that I had and they would move up quickly. They would get all like get treated better. They would treat me like a child pretty much. Um, and I did good work every single time, but it still seemed to be never enough. You feel like was pay was like, affected too? Like, did you feel like you were lowballed for certain opportunities and yeah. positions because of, well, not that, I just feel like we get so happy or excited about even being in the room and being yeah. present yeah. that you are scared to discuss compensation and discuss money. So sometimes we take these very low paying wages that we know is not enough just to like get your foot in the door, but then mm-hmm. ends up, you know, honestly driving you fucking crazy because you can't pay your bills just trying to get your foot on the door for a shitty ass job. They don't give a fuck about you. Sometimes they hire you because they know that you want it so bad and they don't want it. Or they just trying to fill that quota, that 2%. Oh, we got to have a 2% blend. Yeah. Affirmative action. Yeah. (laughs) And going back to what he said, he thinks of talent. You literally just said you got a job and you didn't have the skills. Like, I feel like, like I said, it's not solely talent. Some people just get jobs because they feel like you're going to fit that quota. You're going to fit that demographic. Mm-hmm. And then you learn in the job. That's a lot of fashion jobs, yeah. to be honest with you. It is. There's people who are in position who have no skill set. And they learn quickly and effectively to make sure they can maintain that Keep position. That's based on talent as well. Because if you learn slower, they're like that. Maybe okay, you're talented that's, that's, at writing that's, that's, a talent. That's, 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 that's the, you can be talented at writing a resume and your shit is not right. Because we've had our fair share of people who like <laughs> yeah. to submit cover letters and resumes and don't live up to it. Okay? Right. No subject so, line, no cover letter. Yeah. Yeah, but like some people are really good at selling themselves. They yeah, sell you like, yeah, damn. Yeah. They're really good. They're really good. Oh, yeah. You're good at selling quality for that. Like, <laughs> like I said, I, I could get the job, but like when I was there, it was a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So it's it's talent in terms is it really talent in terms of fashion or is it talent in terms of finesse and yeah. <laughs> it's skin color and how fast you can like it's not talent because like me throughout my experience I got lucky like I got lucky with my jobs I was just like really I was just like boom bam bing like I could do it and that's like, that's Rashi line boom bam bing and then and then seen it like I wasn't lying about it I was like yeah like I will go yeah no and that's what I'm saying it's not it's not really just but it's like it's like when you're school you're it's, like oh you just learned pattern making like yeah no pattern you ever making. heard that line hard work beats talent yeah yeah hard work beats talent and that's fake it yeah. till you make it as well mm-hmm. like you know it's like, not the hard really work needs to be done know. correctly because if you're doing hard work but, but they it's don't still know that wrong. when they first interview they, they don't right. know if you know how to do it they just think they know what you're doing how how do you supposed to know Rosa, there are people who already know the experience everyone shows portfolio but like even if you show them though when you are a certain skin color you don't get like That's you don't get acknowledged the same way. But mm-hmm. and it's also like connection because I just feel like I know connection people who got sure. jobs just because they a friend they of someone somebody. or their mom knew someone. Like yeah. everyone, like a lot of people I worked with. Oh, I got this job because you know I don't have I didn't go to school for this, but my friend knows this. But person. where they let's, let's be real. How many jobs like, have you got? Have yeah, you been they're not. They're not connection. Not all the time. Connections, right? But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes not like I used to work for this other guy. I don't want to say name, but this black designer and all the people he worked with name. were all black designers. <laughs> they all no, no, they I'm, not, I'm not faces. saying it's just it's no, not. I know, but sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like it will be like, oh, it's because of the skin color, or whatever. And I understand, I can't it's say it's not always, I'm but sometimes it's connections. Like, it could, yeah. yeah, like you got this job here because of connections. Like, when I was, but no, my yeah. job, I got my job, my first like actual like product development production job I got it via connection because yeah. I was about to get out this motherfucker yeah, New York had yeah. took its toll on me and I was just like I don't want to do retail management no more and that's what yeah. I had been doing since I was 
22. So now I'm just like, okay, well, I didn't went to school. I didn't went and got the master's. And now I'm still in retail. So I literally, I was just going to go get another master's. I was going to move to Atlanta and go to SCAD and just hey, start my career down there. <laughs> and my mentor was just like, you sure you want to go? Like, you want to give up in Atlanta? I'm like, you want to give up on New York? And I'm like, yeah, I don't like it here. And I was living with this dude, and he was pissing me off. And I'm just like, I got to get out of here. And then she's like, just go see my cousin. He worked in the, the NYC garment district. I think he got something. But she had already told me that. And I still had my mind made up. And I'm like, I still don't want to. No, I'm good. And then she just asked me again. She's like, just go and see, you know. And I went. But he was black. Mm-hmm. And he owned his own um, outerwear and handbag company. Right. And he was like, to be honest, you know, like, I can't afford you, but, you know, uh, my cousin, which was my mentor, his cousin, he's like, my cousin said, you know, that you're very talented and, you know, I just want to help you out, you know, at least get your foot in the door. Even if you got to just work here for six months, we can just embellish on your resume mm-hmm. and we going to fix it up, make it seem like you've been working here a couple of years. Yeah. And he just, he taught me everything and I learned, and I learned everything with him. Like I did sales, I did accounts receivable, I did product development, I did tech packs, I did production, like I did everything. And that's honestly how I learned how to make bags because I knew how to sew, but like that whole like construction behind bags, outerwear, learning different. That's why I learned a lot about like leathers and furs and all stuff. Like he literally taught me the whole business because it was just him. He was by himself on 36th Street and he was selling to stores. He was selling to Hope Look. He was selling to Ross and to Burlington. Like he had Macy's. Like we used to do meetings all, you know, every other week with all these different like retailers and he was selling it. Granted, he was making everything in China, but he was selling and he was doing just fine, but he was doing more of that private label shit. So like he was putting like, you know, their name inside, inside the bags or whatever. Right, but right, And they right. were mostly, a lot of their ass would never buy leather. They was always doing like PU. Macy's was like the only one. But I needed that connection to get my foot in the yeah. door. And then he honestly fixed my resume for my job. Then afterwards, he's like, no, say this. say this. Like he literally reformatted the whole resume for me. And I literally, when he told me he couldn't pay me no more, like I just can't afford it, I got a job in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Just I'm, from that first it's job. It's all connection. I feel like yeah. in this industry, it's definitely about networking. You got to be social. You got to talk to everybody. And that's just how I personally feel. That's how you get your foot in a job. That's how you even get edu- like the education. Like, like I yeah. said, going to FIT, for me, it was the networking. A lot of my professors, that I like you. I see you doing hard work. I already had a foundation of construction and design. Mm-hmm. It's quick to learn like the whole supply chain management, the paperwork mm-hmm. and everything like that. It's like, all right, who can I put you on to? How many factories can I put you? Who do I know? Okay, you can go to this spot. I know this spot, this location, or whatever. So that's, oh yeah, that's so if you don't want to do education, definitely do an internship because you'll get all those contact information yeah. by being an intern. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's okay to. I don't know. I feel like I worked for free for a lot of places, but yeah. I still learned. Yeah, so I feel like be okay not, to work for yeah, free for sure. I, I feel yeah. like our school always tells like, oh, it's illegal. I'm like, I really don't care. Yeah. I want to learn, <laughs> and I'm getting all this information for free. A lot of companies I work for, I'm. You know, like, oh, this whole thing, like, you save that for whatever company you're going yeah. to next because mm-hmm. you can bring that information to the next company, whoever you're helping, or whatever, mm-hmm. like, their trends, where they get their sourcing from, all that information. Everybody yeah. uses different places, or Contact, sometimes they use the yeah. same place. So if they know you from one place, and then you move to the next company, they might keep the same discount for, for you. Sure. So yeah. definitely mm-hmm. interning is definitely a good idea. So our next segment... Oh, sorry. You got to Our next... Well, our next segment is called, It's a Success... Or it's a disaster. Um, it's a success. It's a disaster. Nervous. It's sponsored by the Trendy Big Mouth Podcast. Uh, Danielle is a wardrobe stylist and millennial mom too. She started her podcast as a safe haven for moms, millennials, and lovers of fashion. Beware that they talk a lot of shit on this podcast. And Sundays are always for tea. It airs every Sunday and it is on Apple, Spotify, Google Play. So 
I'm gonna let anybody jump in. It's a success or it's a disaster. Basically, we want you to tell me about a time in your career or in your current position <laughs> where it was a goddamn disaster and you learned something from the situation and you turned it into a success or you and fixed you it. Go first. Huh? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, disaster. It's a disaster. Um. I think I have someone to say it for you. <laughs> uh, Which one? Coat lady? Hmm? What coat lady? No, I think she's talking coat about lady. something else. Coat lady. <laughs> oh, recent coat lady. Which coat lady? Recent coat lady. Over the eyes. Coat lady. Wall over the eyes, coat lady. If so, that was your story, if not, I know what yours is. I'm confused. I mean, it's not a disaster. Yeah, it's a disaster that got fixed. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what it is. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. It got fixed quickly. Um, well, I well, this was like early days. Um, I sent her um, literally wrong fabrications for a coat. I sent her something. I think it was something stretching. Then that's the woven. Cause like okay, so there's knits and wovens. Knits they're like stretch fabrics, and wovens they don't stretch. I was supposed to give her like a woven stretch. I mean, well, a woven fabric, but I gave her a knit apparently, or whatever, whatever <laughs> I gave her. Um, she chose it, and it, it didn't really register to me what she chose, and she already paid for it. It wasn't until we actually got down to uh, developing the coats. It was just uh, me. Hadassah was talking about it, and we were like, wait a minute, like this doesn't make sense. This doesn't work. And then we were sitting down talking about it, and we realized we need to change the fabrication. So I immediately like hit her up, like, we need to change the fabrication. I will send you a, a like you know couple fabrications in the next few days, and then you will have to choose. Uh, so she got she got the fabrication. She she chose it, or whatever. I said okay, cool. So um, I sent her an invoice to pay for the fabrics, um, and she got upset about. Uh, why she has to pay for the fabrics and it was just like well it, you know it's like it's on my part and also on your part because it's just like it's a wrong fabrication that I gave you but you also chose the wrong fabrication so then it's we, all on your it's all your fault yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on but you can't blame it, because a lot of times when we gonna talk about like the clients our clients don't I ain't gonna say they don't know shit but they don't know enough to know whether it's wrong or right. So it's like, it, you can't blame her at all yeah, in that way because like she chose what was set in front of her. Yeah, we're, con- you know? we're consulting. Coach. Right. We're consulting so when we fuck her, up, yeah. then you then yeah, she gonna fuck up. She chose what you, you offered her. Can't blame a baby and give him a lighter. Maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. But uh, it happens. What was I, what was I saying? Um, she picked her fabric. Yeah, she picked her fabric. Um, she got said why she had to pay for it. And I was just like, well... Um, it's the wrong fabrication, and then we we need the fabrication now because we have a deadline to make these coats, so it needs to be paid for. And then in the end, we were just like, you know what? It was like a small difference. It was like, you know, we'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. And you know, she was yeah. still going on about she it. Was, like she was nervous. She was like, yeah. Yeah. she got nervous and she said that. Wait a minute, she said that's a book. She sent you a book. She sent us a letter and a heartfelt letter, and I get it. And a lot of times, I mean, this happens for any position, any job you're in where you're serving customers, you're serving people, mm-hmm. you can get frustrated. Yes, mm-hmm. that is true. But I, you have to put yourself in their shoes as well. And I had to really, I had to fall back and realize, I could see why she was nervous. Mm-hmm. If you have a deadline, you don't, you feel like they don't know what they, if somebody sends you fabrics and says it's wrong, and then send you another set, you all feel like that person don't know what they're doing. 
Right. And I only feel like I already don't know. So it's like two people don't know what they're doing. What's going on? Right. So it's like I, I understood where she felt. Mm-hmm. Granted, personally, I'm not going to send a long letter. But, you know, I make sure I responded in there like, I, I understand how you feel. Be patient with us. We, we caught the slip before yeah. it, it, it even went into a final product. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we yeah. caught it. Did we catch it? Yeah, yeah we caught it. We, caught we got it. new fabrics, and, you know, now you're going to be developed in a quality fabric. We rebound. And, yeah, we yeah. rebound effectively, yeah. you know? So it could have went into a disaster, but, you know, being that we have multiple eyes in this company, we have multiple heads here, and making sure, like, everything's delegated accordingly, it went smoothly. But it's just like, it's, it's little things like that is what can turn something from good to bad, bad. Yeah. so quickly. So. You got, somebody else got one? You got a couple. Aaliyah. <laughs> Tell, <laughs> me. Tell me, I'll talk about it. Hmm? You got, you got a couple emails from people. <laughs> from who? Back and forth. I feel like, uh, the girl, the the one that we just uh, saw the video multiple of, styles. That was sort oh, of a disaster, yeah. you know. And oh yeah. yeah, that's that's for you to talk on, Aaliyah. Yeah, and just even <laughs> the communication, I guess the um, the fabrication, uh, the ridges, you oh, know, yeah. all that. I got one. I got one. It goes back into you, so okay. you can finish the story. But I feel like, and this is just in general with a lot of consumers. We're a consulting company, and yes, we, 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 we try to tread our consumers in the right directions, you know, but you have to do your part and learn. Okay. When you're, you're a teacher and you give homework, I'm expecting you to do the homework so you can learn. Right. You know, and a lot of the time, our clients, we're telling them this and this and this. Make sure you're doing the work, your part, to effectively know what's going on, and then we, when we reiterate this information, they're lost. And they're expecting results versus not understanding the process, and that kind of puts us in a frustrating place. It's like, did you know that what a pattern is this? You know, you tell consumers a pattern and they hear, oh, like the print. print. Yeah, the print (laughs) of a fabric, the print of the shirt. I'm like, no, the pattern, which is like basically like your blueprint to creating the garment, you know, and we're we're educating this like there are steps to this. It's, you know, it's design, Mm -hmm. fabrics and trims, and then, you know, you create a pattern. You do your samples until you get that final sample product. Right. You know, and a lot of them are not doing that part, and that's very frustrating because when you're yeah. telling them this, they don't understand it, and yeah. they they feel like, no, I know this. Industry. They feel like you supposed to like they supposed to show you a they supposed to just send a picture, and we just supposed to boobity bop, and it supposed they're to be done. Boom, boom, right. Sometimes, sometimes they're not receptive to what you're telling them, and the reason yeah. I think when you have like a basic knowledge of fashion, like it's just not it's just not really always enough. You have to be willing yeah. to listen to what someone who is more knowledgeable is yeah. telling you because yeah. So you think they become a fashion designer as a trend right now? Hmm? Yes, it definitely is, which is another thing that yeah. I'm frustrated with. Exactly. But <laughs> I feel like you learn so much through trial and error and we've mm-hmm. all like we we have spent years and years and years and years and years like doing things and making things and learning things and making mistakes. And fucking and shit up. So yeah. it's like if I this is your second up. collection, you can't tell me <laughs> like I feel like you know you need to listen to like what I'm telling you because it, yeah. Throughout the whole process, there's things like, like at Pratt, they they called it the work because it's like there's things that change so much. Like yeah. whenever you're working with it, you may do a facing, and this fabric may not act right, and this elastic may not act so right, amazing. and there's so many things affecting the design that you have to be able to listen and like be able to make a quick solution and understand that things don't come together like 
super quickly without working yeah. on it. And mm-hmm. and that's why uh, the clients need to understand, like, this is a journey. This is a process. Like, not everything is, like, a snap. Yeah. Like, we will tell our clients, go. Don't pay your invoice and your samples on me the next day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, it don't work Amen. like like, we It will happened, talk, but it don't happen like that. Like, right. They will have, like, a certain design they will want with this, like, trim or fabrication, and then we will try to do it for them, but it's just like, listen, it don't work. We need to do X, Y, and Z. It's going to delay the process even further. And that's something they don't really understand. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. think like that's something you can fix right away. And it's it's not like that. We need to have everything perfect before we even hand it to you. Yeah. So it's it's just that it's frustrating to us when our clients try to rush us. And it's just like you can't rush the process because we're trying to do like the perfect garment for you. And if you rush us, you're gonna get a shitty garment. Especially mm-hmm. if you can't yeah. do it yourself. If yeah. you don't know how to do it yourself and yeah. you can't somebody else more, to do it, like it's just more than anything what I want people to understand is just like and at the end of the day Ain't nobody in here no machine. I need to look directly in the camera when I say this. <laughs> Ain't nobody in here a machine. And everybody in here got their own lives. They got their own things to deal with. They get sick. They need to take a day off. We all got to make sure we check in with ourselves for mental health. But y'all not going to drive us fucking crazy about these first-time collections. Like, that's what you're not going to do. And I feel like, you know, we during are... During the COVID. We, <laughs> no, and, during, and during the COVID, like, I hate to say it, but it's like, low-key. COVID is still going. Like, I'm like, like, even right now, like, I feel like, you know, honestly, that there needs to to be more um, appreciation for the fact that you got people that were coming out of their homes every single day to be in another tight ass space with six to seven other people just to make your garments. Like we never told anybody no. Like we <laughs> we have continued to push forward and do things for people regardless. Like people have stayed up until two or three o'clock in the morning and working six and seven days straight. So it's not like we go over here like sitting and laxing. Like everybody on our team works very, very hard and definitely goes like the extra miles. So sometimes, you know, when you guys send like those very, very complex long emails or even, you know, even on the phone sometimes where like people come off extremely rude, it's just like, we're going to take it personal because we are all passionate and we are all putting our first foot forward. And to hear some of those things, you know, we, t- we get a little taken back. Like we got feelings too. Like it's just like, damn, like I actually been working my ass off trying to do your shit. And then this is how you like treat us and speak to us so I think that yes the customer service on our end needs to be amazing but it's just like you need to be an amazing customer doesn't Uber and Lyft make you rate the person that you're sitting in your car and you rate them because it's a two way street so it's just like you gotta also be you know a good customer and a good client and you know we're gonna reciprocate that energy but it's not a one way street customer service and customer experience it goes both ways yeah Yeah, that interaction goes both ways like the customer's not always raised right and if y'all still believe that saying, then you can go straight to hell because definitely. And not this over is here. a consulting business, <laughs> meaning yeah. we're creating a relationship. Right. This is not you go to McDonald's, you press your order, and they, they give you your food. Mm-hmm. It is you tell me what you have. Let me see how I can help you make that work, mm-hmm. and see how this relationship is going to grow. Me help you, contract, right? We're creating a contract together because in most companies, you need to bring the whole tech right. pack. The, yeah. all the fabric yeah. you need to know how to fill out Fact. these certain forms like mm-hmm. if you don't know any of that then more more so when you're working with us just listen because you are not as 
Educated. Or somebody educated. else and told them something else because he was like, well, some, well, I was working with this person and they did this and did that. I don't give a damn what but whoever did. you did or who yeah. you was working with before or your auntie Annie from your mother's side, your sister cousin auntie was a, a seamstress and they knew how to sew half your sample together and did it from some pattern. It's not the same. Insane. Like it's, it's not, not industry standard. It's not industry standard and everything is going to be different. Like whoever is, and then you might get someone who will take one of our patterns and our sew or like one something we sew and they'll try to rip it to shreds because they think that they're a better sewer but that's just what it is because we do that if someone brings us some stuff and we look at it like if the construction is good it's all right but then i guarantee you one of us is going to be like well you could have did it this way and that's just it is what it is so like you'll look at something and everyone's eye is different when it comes to quality so sometimes something might be of of, of hold quality to some person somebody else might look at them like that shit looks terrible yeah, like yeah. it's honestly in the eye of who's looking at it but for people who have an eye, especially designers and creators, I think that we definitely have a better eye when it comes to quality and the way things should be put together than your average consumer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Especially where your consumer shop. Because if you're shopping at Forever 20 all the time, of course you're going to think Forever 21 is up to standard. Mm -hmm. And then when I show you all saints a nice, or, or, or like a nice um, piping on the inside with Cow contrasting colors and top stitch you're like oh i don't like that because you've never seen, seen that <laughs> it's just you know i feel like if you are a self-taught designer just listen to an educated designer yeah for sure it's very important and it goes back to what she said about you guys knowing the ba uh what was it basic what basic knowledge you said but it's yeah. not basic knowledge it's, it's a romanticized idea of what you think yeah. fashion is what because, you think it is you have movies like devil wears prada you have mm -hmm. all these vogue shoots and things that behind the scenes and they make it a little fake for y'all mm -hmm. to yeah. absorb it yeah. but then in reality it's not like that no models just slipping into the garment no. this doesn't flow over here it's like sweat and tears and blood okay. and one last thing because we, what we good we got okay it. one last thing what goes into the design process is so much more than oh let me sketch this beautiful thing and make it there's functionality there's so many different things there's fabric there's how something should move like how things should be cohesive in the collection there's so many different like nuances that go into design when you put something together it has to make sense in so many other ways so mm -hmm. when you're giving us a sketch we have to make that make sense. And especially for people who's trying to sell items because people tend to forget design can be art. But if you're trying to sell to consumers, it has to be wearable. Right. <laughs> like who you think you is going? You going to the museum where you just started? Like somebody coming to and see you in a museum exhibit. So like, yeah, they have like avant-garde and that word is just so terribly used. That and that and hope that and hope tour is two words that I use very you know what? I want y'all to go around this table and define luxury because I hear that word one more time. <laughs> Dead ass. No, luxury. Like, I want a luxury. I want a luxury, affordable collection. How? But this is no, luxury okay. affordability is something that happened in the industry when, like, I would say, like, the, you know, the market kind of crashed and stuff like that. And, like, after 9-11 and things were, like, spiraling down, which is why you had, like, Michael Kors introduce MK and do the shit at, like, Target. And then Nicki Minaj did that shit for, like, uh, Kmart and stuff like that. But it's, like, not to confuse those names with luxury brands. Michael Kors is Michael Kors. 
MK is a diffusion brand. Right, right. In the same way with like Calvin Klein. Like, brand. Even like DKNY, that's a diffusion brand because Donna Karen and DKNY yeah. is, is different. Mark by Mark. Yeah. Like and same and Ralph Lauren has those too. He got yeah. Ralph. He got RL. You know. So just knowing the difference between like the markets and stuff like that, like affordable luxury. It's not, it's not, it's not existing. It's the we're giving you a luxury, we give you a luxury name. Put your lux look. Yeah, because they want to buy the name. So it's the name. It's the name. Oh my God, luxury, but it's not. Right, it's not. It's the name. And luxury is like a lot goes in. Luxury, can have like five different darts in it so that it fits the body very well mm-hmm. or the fabric um, is very technical like it has breathability or mm-hmm. um, it tra- it floats in water or something like that or <laughs> it floats it's, in. it's, it's limited. transformable it's not, it's not, it's, yeah, yeah. 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 it's limited units it's, yeah. Not like, it's not a lot you're selling it on and a mass production mm-hmm. level like the way they have for the real. bags for the seam finishes are all really yeah. intricate yeah. It's, yeah. luxury is so much more than just oh and they make like their own fabrics. Yeah. 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 And you don't have that type of money to be spending. Right. Like you buy from the store like, or you buy from wholesalers, which people still have access to. Like even like mm-hmm. I like I like Swatch on. I think it's a great resource, but it's accessible to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So you're not necessarily being exclusive by going to a place like that or even a wholesaler because that fabric is not exclusive to you. But also I think then a whole team is saying is like the education really is the key no matter where it is. And even from a consumer standpoint, because like even like okay like we see Calvin Klein um, Carl Lagerfeld we you see stuff like that in like DSW and yeah. like Ross and in Brunson and I don't want y'all to get it confused like they're not getting it from the store once it goes on promo mm-hmm. and putting it in these stores it's made for that store mm-hmm. you take orders like as a company they take orders for Ross and then they will do a leather handle mm-hmm. but the rest of that bag will be PVC mm-hmm. so it's just like Compare at that whole thing on the price tag. That's marketing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, if you see like uh, when you shop it online, it might say, "Oh, exclusively sold at Sack." Sack, yeah. Because the lighting might be red, or because we put some epaulets on this shoulder just mm-hmm. for this. This company. For this company yeah. For this and that store. happens all the time. So don't think you was like, "Oh, this is a stain." It is marketing. Okay, that's all that is. They and if an outlet is the same way, there is a. Uh, off Saks, off Fifth, there is a Neiman Marcus, Marcus Last yeah. Call. Mm-hmm. There are things that are actually made for those places. Don't get me wrong. There's a few from Last Call that do come up from like a Neiman Marcus that come down. But the majority of how they stock those stores, they are making product for those it's stores help, at those you know, price points. The working class be able to feel luxe. The psychology yeah. of fashion. Yeah. That's, that's really Have y'all ever read How Luxury Lost His Luster by Dana Thomas? I haven't read it, but I've heard about it. So though. great. And then the other one is by Elizabeth Klein. It's called Overdressed. That's more about the fast fashion, fashion industry. Yeah, but uh, Dana Thomas for Deluxe, that's probably one of the... It'll make you feel very different about luxury clothing. And it make you feel... Because in all honesty, the only true luxury brand that's really left is Hermes. Yes, that's yeah, true. like yes. Hermes, like they're the only the one. Too. You gotta get on the goddamn wait list to get yeah, you a Birkin. They still don't that's lux, they you know. Still don't you know, it. like that's luxury. Like it's still made in Italy. It's still handcrafted in Italy. Like Louis Vuitton, and she goes into a synopsis about it. Like Louis Vuitton used to, to be, be yeah. really yeah. great, once they but got then once they move into these big conglomerates yeah. and these conglomerates come in, they cheapen the product because at this point they only want the name. Mm-hmm. They cheapen the life cycle of the product, which is why y'all see. I have a Gucci bag, and I bought my Gucci bag before they moved into LBMH Group. My Gucci yeah. bag was seven hundred dollars. The same Gucci bag is now sixteen hundred, and it's not even the same material. Damn. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't wear Gucci anymore because I like to put blackface on shit. But I'm just saying, <laughs> when I had it, and I got it like I got it like I want to say my grandma gave it to me, so it's like it's older or whatever. But she just never wore it because she was never into that stuff. But right. you can tell like the difference. And then I went and bought me another one, and I compared it. And then I there was a Gucci store by outlet, so I looked at it. So I looked at that one my grandmother had. The one that I bought for myself, and then this new one, I'm just like, ain't that some shit? It's just like it's the it same changed, yeah. bag. And the same thing with um, Chanel jewelry; it's all costume jewelry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did a shoot with this one photographer. And I'm feeling I'm like, there's no weights in none of these. Yeah, it's not no. real pearls. And yeah. only a few. It ain't like, natural brass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only only a few people had like bodyguards come with the stuff, but the rest of them bags with like it was like old people coming in like I'm the bodyguard. And I'm like. You. Right. <laughs> this old lady. They come in just sit with the jewelry Jury, and wait yeah, until we can use it. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any guys got any last comments? I have, well, the last segment is... Oh, go ahead. Go I was going to say, an actual disaster that the company actually goes through uh, is... Honestly, we're not photographers. Like, I feel like another thing. <laughs> we're not photographers. I think consumers are so caught up. We're living in the digital world now. Uh-huh. And we see products on the way it's been styled. Yeah. The way it's been placed on a mannequin. It Photoshop. It looks so good. And then, of course, when you take an iPhone picture real quick. And, it know, looks exactly dark light, yeah. It looks completely different. And so, you know, I hate this new trend where it's like, oh, what I bought versus what I got. Because it be what you bought. You just don't look like what it was. You're not that Fashion Nova model, whatever it may be, who it was on. You bought it thinking you're going to look like that. You don't look like that. you know. And that happens a lot to us, too, as a consultant. We create a design for someone, and it comes out exactly in terms of fabrication trends and how it can. You know, they saw it in a sketch, and they thought, like, it's going to look like this. They thought exactly. that the hands flipping this way was going to stay in that Hell direction. Yeah. Like, now I know for a fact this person don't listen to podcasts because she's slow. But Destiny Nelson, I'm sorry, it is what it is. Sis had a certain like picture or whatever. I oh say what I want on my podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that the, What she had in her mind and what actually came out. It's a lot of people named Destiny Nelson. Yeah. We ain't talking about you, sis. If you did listen. Sorry. Just giving you an example. Yeah, we have a few Destiny Wells. No. <laughs> Don't say that one. <laughs> so, but like, the, what she had in her head and what she wanted to do just... It just once she signed once she, she picked the fabric and then said it was the wrong fabric. Mm-hmm. Then I circled. I'm like, this is what you circled. She's like, I didn't mean to circle that. And it's just like, girl, it's, you circled it. Yeah. <laughs> and then so we checked, but we but we did. We took it and we made it again. We made it again. We put the emblem and stuff like that on it. And then when she wrote back, like, it's still not what I wanted. And I'm just like, it looks exactly That's like what, what you wanted. wanted. But yeah. you get those those type of clients that like they think. From the sketch or whatever they saw, oh, and the sketch was trash, by the way. And it's just like, okay. But like, we were going based on like uh, reference images. Like, I had to like do like the heat transfers for her garments, and I did exactly how she said. Like, she wanted exactly has the reference image, and she still didn't like it. Color, like sweetheart, but she just and she still and like we we literally did everything you asked. We offered our suggestions. We did everything, and we did everything, and you still didn't like it. Which is you don't have to like it. Which is why she didn't go into production. But it's just like everything is not necessarily going to turn out the way you want it mm-hmm. in the way you envision it. I think another one like that, honestly, is Chris Mitchell. Like, yeah. they had a certain idea in their head, then it didn't come out the way they you. wanted yeah. it, you know? And then they got turned off by it, which happens. And I think as a designer, we've all been through that space where we don't have, like, yeah. you know, that creativity or something we drew or something was in our head that we put it together. Yeah, we put it together and then it doesn't look the way we want it to, like, or something happens and you just think you can do it. Yeah. Or you maybe six that I just made for my collection, that's probably the sixth one. Yeah. yeah. So it has, you saw me. I've been working on that bra for a long yeah. time. And it, it 
Yeah, I know. What's your point about pictures about TJ? It's about NM. The one we just got the video for. Oh, okay. I thought it was about who's like she showed I mean whole went into like Almost want to go into litigation over a picture. Like you've never even seen the garments in person. They sitting in the corner. Remember, <laughs> remember that one guy who sent us a picture, but it was like slanted. So it's like, how are we supposed to know if it's off? I forgot who it was. It was some guy. He sent us a photo, and, and the garments are like tilted. <laughs> slanted. Back. I'm like, I can't see how that is. You need no, to take pictures. That's another thing. Straight. You want to see a garment in its full glory? You gotta see it live. What you see yeah. in the pictures, what you see in the photos, yeah. it ain't it. Since there wasn't person. no cups or no bone in it, you could tell that from a picture. <laughs> right, yo, that's true. And it definitely she said, did. she said there it was no cups in it and it was mean, no bone in it. And I'm just like, story, girl, what's um, about? If you don't have any education, you don't have a lot of experience. I think There's you should a, really think about if you're really like if, if you're, you're really, really the designer you, you think you are because design yeah, is so much or more. you can get on the mentorship package and learn <laughs> something every month um, you can take a course because there is something like uh, Jay Jana she's one of our clients and I love her and I shout her all the time she takes courses and she utilizes our services Crystal rules. she uses the mentorship program and she still utilizes our services so we don't stop at service I do think that we push a lot of education there so we don't just want to take your money like we are asking questions and trying to advise and want you to learn the business so the education is there and, and whether it's not it's with us it's so many fashion educational programs you got a uh, so fashionpreneur many. academy that has a complete online learning system yes. you know like startup fashion, yeah startup like, fashion yeah, factory right. 45 like it's so much education out there from different price points and stuff like that where you can really learn or just it's books on amazon like yeah, just yeah. going through the books okay, and reading like it's so much things that you can look at and learn with you know, with services or even before you start. So everyone's so anxious to put something out and put something out now. Yeah, like just take a step yeah. back. You're just wasting your money. Huh? I'm just saying you're just wasting your money just so just putting it out so quick. Mm-hmm. And we ain't cheap. Yeah. And that's another thing. And don't be <laughs> I feel like another thing too, and I've learned this as my own entrepreneur is you can't be quick to drop stuff because people really think y'all gonna be the next fashion over to the next Erva Leger. Well, they are. Because, <laughs> no, well, they they, they compare are, because they they, they one they of the came, top ten companies to make yeah. money last year. They came yeah, out of nowhere though. So no, 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 no. They came out of nowhere though. Like they whole business they, they, they like, got a whole that. bunch of like celebrity influencers yeah. and people to put their clothes on. They do all their production in L. A. and they just doubled everything. They just made sure they had a lot of stock. Got in trouble for copying. Yeah, they but they got enough money to beat any suit. They got enough money to beat any lawsuit. For they settlement do. or payout. They're stealing from Kim Kardashian. They steal from Kanye. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. They steal from everybody. But they, have, but they have enough money to buy out any lawsuit. They can do a settlement offer. They can pay them yeah. out. They have enough That's money to do anything. It's like they can literally shut it down. And, and money talks. And who supported those brands? The black and brown community. I, I don't shop fashion well, unless it's be buying a sample. Oh, from yeah, well, we we don't. I don't. I don't. I, I'm a, a black designer time. girl. I try to keep my black designers coming, and that's what I do. Even if it's a black owned boutique that has the same shit that Fashion Nova got, I'd rather get it from a black owned boutique. But mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Like people that are in a certain age group and demographic and economical status, mm-hmm. they want to be fashionable. They don't have a choice. Yes, they cannot afford luxury. So it's like it's no shade against them. You're yeah. not in a space you where you can afford that. something yeah. else. You know, I was a Fashion Nova shopper not that long ago, and then I felt like even. After my whole black wave, I was just, and I'm still on my black wave. I still buy a swimsuit from there because I'm only gonna wear it one time, and that's just how I am. So I'm just like, I'm gonna throw this shit away anyway. So yeah, it's, buy it's it. consumer, <laughs> like consumer market in terms of understanding the consumer demographic. I haven't bought a swimsuit from there a long time, by the way. <laughs> 
I've been buying all black owned swimsuits. But I just, I bought all black on swimsuits, but there was a time when I was going on vacation and I wanted a different swimsuit every day. I don't have that much money to buy a different black designer swimsuit for my whole seven day trip. You're going to get a cheap one. (laughs) One of them days. Oh, yeah. Okay. Walmart. Mama keeps saying that education and fashion takes a long time. Yeah. yeah, not not because this is your second time sewing a little mini collection. Yeah, and a lot of times y'all can't be like. I just feel like people are trying to be designers because it's trendy. Just yeah. you see Kanye doing it, he got money. Yeah, Beyonce yeah. got money. These celebrities, yeah. they got money. They, they can, can produce that. it. Yeah, they pay. Yeah, they pay designers to design for them. Yeah, like, designers are designing stuff. Like the Adidas collection, the designer for Megan for he designed my collection. Shorty that just paid that big old invoice, she has a, a person designing for her. Yeah. Once she make make all them changes, guess who her creative director is? Oh. I don't even know the person, but she's like some type of social like Queen Russia. I don't know okay. Exactly. And there's so many people that choose, like, like they might have, have a fashion line and then they ask other people to come. They have, like, these Loki, high. Rihanna does it too for Fenty, yeah. but. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they all pay people, they all they pay, pay educated designers you know, to do this. You know who does it the most, though, by mine? Because none of the yeah. collection be making sense. It looks like he got a bunch of college yeah. things. I like this section, I like this section. Let's just, just bring, bring them together. Average. Yeah. And it'd be looking like a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> When he so first started, yeah, the last bad. it was yeah. the last collection I liked was the one with all the hardware. It was green yeah, and red. That's the last. Yeah. That's that the last one I actually liked. Yeah. Yes, that was the one with her. And then the last Gucci yeah. collection I actually liked was the last time Tom Ford was actually um, yeah, doing Tom it. It was the orange. It had that lot of gold hardware and yes. everything was freaking Drake. Well, it was 2012. Spring it, was, 2012. it was PR about that because he used the black bottles at the beginning just mm-hmm. to grab the attention of the black community and then he kind of just dropped everybody. Yeah. <laughs> now he got Kim wearing all the stuff. No, Kim was in the beginning too with no, the black was, First it was uh, Rihanna with all the denim. Yeah. Then it was Iman, Rihanna again with the, with the green army one. And then he jumped to Kim. Yeah. Yeah. So our last segment is It's a Muse And our It's a Muse segment is actually Sponsored by last week's Podcast um, Interviewee, um, the Assembly Line Assembly Line is a full service Fashion consulting firm that focuses on Cultivating and developing emerging talent By providing resources and guidance on all fronts They provide various services Including project management, brand building Creative services, product development All around consulting To build new brands and elevate established fashion businesses Their mission is to empower entrepreneurs At any stage of the business And is here to help build your brand from concept to consumer And everything in between So it's a muse So I want everyone to go around the table and just say something that inspires them that you think that somebody else should look at it could be an article it could be a book it could be an exhibit um it could be anything that you gravitate towards a a mantra an affirmation but anything that like inspires you that you want to share with anyone Mm. um shine so bright they can't deny you that's your mantra? Yeah. Shine so bright they came to know. Don't blame my just... Okay. You mad extra. That's wow. hard. That's on the side. A book? Okay, a, a book installation. you get. Um, I feel like this book is a really a good person. book. A person? It could be a person. A really good book to check out. It's on Amazon uh, for $39. Apparel Entrepreneurship, How to Start and Run a Successful Apparel Brand. It's a really good book. They literally walk you through 
starting entrepreneurship? What's your brand identity? And they, they kind of first they ask you 23 questions. And if you can't answer those 23 questions effectively, they literally tell you, you can't be a designer. <laughs> like, <laughs> this ain't for you. And honestly, I sat down and answered those things and I had to really break it down. And that kind of elevated you. What's your goals, your mission statement, everything in terms of and how you're going to grow and what are you selling that consumers need. So, um, so yeah, get that book. Okay. Good book. You got one? Yeah, I have a book actually um, that was really inspiring for me. It's I think it's called Girl Boss by Sophia okay. Amaruso. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, and she also has a podcast too and I've listened to a lot of her podcasts but the reason why I love the book is because she goes through like her whole story of how she got into the industry mm-hmm. and created Nasty Gal. But just like it... It shows like how much trial and error she had to put into the marketing mm. and like how she styled her pieces and how to like sell, which was really it's really motivating. Okay. And you got something? Or anybody or something? Um Well mine is I have two podcasts. Why you thinking <laughs> yeah, why y'all thinking anyway. y'all get it together? This week I think that the how I built this podcast is definitely a good podcast to check out because it's not just about fashion, it's just about business as a whole. And I think that when you're going into entrepreneurship, you do need to understand every aspect of the of business like financial and accounting and marketing and advertising like it's way above that like i just feel like design is like five percent of business like a lot of it has to do with the other things and then also my other podcast is the black girls therapy podcast i do think the bulk of our clientele as well as our listeners are black women just making sure you checking in yourself checking in with yourself and just keeping your mental health in a good space like it's okay to cry it's okay to not be okay it's okay to need a day or two to yourself just to sit by yourself and like just really be okay with like letting your emotions and stuff like that out and you know taking like those little self-care days and self-care is baths self-care is sitting by yourself it's laying on your pillow looking at the sky it's going outside and sticking your feet like in the soil of this earth and like praying and meditating so just become one with yourself and stay balanced so you don't cuss people out period period so I'm balanced I got like a page off back on that. Um, my mom always tells me like cry now because you're not gonna get a day to cry again. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's so I like that. So like take out all your frustrations at that moment or when you get a chance to and then after that you just gotta like in a respectable yeah. way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, respectfully. And then like, <laughs> just knock out everything you have to knock out. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, good stuff, I like you that. Hear? <laughs> I feel like your dearest is always be polite. No, and probably. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm someone who always like, I'm all, all about like patience and like really thinking everything through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always think like 10 steps ahead. And that's yeah, where I'm like just part. really like being to myself and really focusing and really like putting all my ideas down. Mm-hmm. So, so you would suggest journaling and writing? Yeah, I love to journal. So I think that's something. And then just going back to those journals. Like I have all my journals from like a years ago. And it still yeah, inspires me to this day. Like I go back to it and I'm like, oh, I can make that now. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the Black and Fashion Podcast. Yeah. You guys are a great team. I definitely wanted to get your insight today, and I appreciate it. Huh? No, we're not mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's edited and stuff, but it's not really edited. Like, he just throw the music Invite on the front and the back. I'm like, he just throw the, the music on the front and the back. I kind of keep it kind of raw and uncut. We have, like, an OC or, like, a podcast, like, I mean, intro? we can. Y'all want to see oh. us? If y'all want to see us, uh, we thinking about starting our own little YouTube special, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's going to be. All right.
I know that. But I'm like, I think we should. I think it'll be very entertaining and then also for people to like be able to really see what goes down there. I think we probably should keep a damn camera up. We really, we really should do I think we should. Yeah, oh, I think we should. Yeah. I think we should keep the cameras up in all we areas of the studio. When, when we're recording, well, like, yeah. but no, that wouldn't be live though. Like <laughs> okay. we had to edit that it's shit. Two for our comedy specials, our confessionals, our uh, exactly. yes, love and fashion or oh, oh, fashion oh. and oh, sorry. Throw out your um your brands and your social media handles so they can follow you. All right, so my name is Hadassah. I just dropped a new collection called Hood Feminist. <laughs> my brand is Hadassah Dorsh. That's www h a d a s s a d o r dot com. And shop the Hood Feminist collection. Come on, you shameless know. plug. Come on, nice. <laughs> the branding is amazing. I can't beat yeah, that. It's good. Oh, shop Collier with Teen Inc. Um, jumpsuit collection just dropped. Go on pre-order this week. And uh, all the bags are still up. They're not going on sale. So you might as well just buy them. I was going around the table. Her bags are real. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> real leather, honey. Right. And suede and pony. My name is uh, Yadira. Oh. <laughs> you could get Yadira... Go to Yadira Design, so that's Yadira underscore Designs. You asking us? Y a d i r a underscore Design, and you know I'm I'm about to release something very soon, so stay tuned. Okay. Um, I'm Aaliyah. My brand is called Skins, just Skins, but you can find me at Skins the Label, and it's Skins with two N, so it's S K I N N S T H E. L-A-B-E-L. So you can find me at skinsthelabel.com or skinsthelabel on Instagram. I make, um, I base my designs off of um, lingerie. I use a lot of like really delicate and luxury fabrics. Um, And uh, it's all about sex appeal and loving yourself and loving your body. So yeah, go shop. um, Hi, I'm Roderick. And my Instagram is R E Y E S underscore R O D E R I C K. And I'm an artistic director. So I have um, my stuff on my page, but I'm not really selling, you know, because nobody's really designing anything new at these, you know, critical times in the world. So I would just like to hold off on those type of designs and keep them to myself for now until um, the right time comes. So y'all can keep up with my stuff there. So I'm Emily. You know, y'all didn't hear my name the first time, but um, <laughs> my Instagram handle is E M Y E E Z Y M E Z because yeah, she private, y'all. She, yeah, yeah, I'm private. I'm private, so you gotta, you know, you request. gotta add me. You gotta, you gotta request. request. Me. Um, I okay, so I do have something coming out. It is seasonless. Um. It's non-existent brand, actually. It's non-existent. But it's coming out. That's good. <laughs> it's not what is it? I'll pull it up. Where nah, is it? She said it's not. not it's no, we're trying to put home. It's but. not the name of it. <laughs> no. Well, not, thanks, everyone. Thanks for coming, guys. And thanks, you oh, guys, for tuning name? in. No, it's non-existent. No, oh. it hasn't started yet. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. And as I always say, stay black. Peace out. Yay, bye. bye.